Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Reverend Albert Okran. Tonight we start a new series on the virtual university called Change Makers. Last Friday night, our friends at MTN honored six outstanding Ghanaians as heroes of change for investing in the lives of the underprivileged and making an impact in our communities. Dr. Kwame Abroka Yinchira took away the grand prize of 50,000 Ghana cities. Tonight, we'll be asking him what he'll be doing with all that money. If you have questions for this brilliant surgeon, just post them on facebook.com forward slash legacy.legacy or post them on my Facebook page or send it by text SMS 1422 across networks. The WhatsApp number 0244-340-437. I know you've seen the pictures, if you already have, on social media on my page and on the page of Legacy and Legacy. Send us your thoughts about those pictures. Send us your thoughts about the impact of the life of Dr. Kwame Abroka Intra right here on the show. In our Ten Commandments segment, you break new grounds by collating the top ten lessons from this interview. And so at the end of the interview, I'll be bringing you the top ten lessons I've learned in our Ten Commandments segment. And so as he shares his thoughts, you can post whatever lessons you are learning on Facebook, either my Facebook page or Legacy and Legacy Facebook page, and we'll compile together Ten Commandments of Kwame Abroka Yinchira. It will be quite an interesting exercise tonight. So get on social media. Let's do this together. But let's start as usual with our scripture verse for the day. And today it's about sacrifice. And so I'm going to invite you to post the chapter and the verse of the Bible verse I will provide. Not on my Facebook page, but on the Legacy and Legacy Facebook page. You might want to go there and like it and get ready. I'll be giving the first person to give me the chapter and the verse a copy of the MP3 compilation of the speakers on the springboard 2014 ratio have a line right here breathing so just post the chapter and the verse and you can get yourself a copy of the mp3 compilation every single speaker on the ratio this year so here we go with the verse it says and i quote i tell you the truth unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies it remains only a single seed but if it dies it produces many seeds. Where can this verse be found? Post it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash legacy dot legacy. And the first person to get the correct answer will win yourself a copy of the MP3 compilation of the Springboard 2014 Roadshow. Springboard is a thematic radio seminar committed to raising a new generation of African leaders and executives using this platform of human capital development. The broadcast is put together by Legacy and Legacy, your number one choice for world-class corporate training and your superstition join 99.7 FM. It is brought to you by the kind Ketsi of Echo Bank, the Pan-African Bank. My name is Albert Okran and from now till you graduate at 8 p.m. I will invite you to stay tuned because your personal value will shoot up. Working with me on this broadcast are my virtual academic board comprising the Registrar Comfort with Matthew and Ignatius coordinating production here on Joy FM. 
And so last Friday night, MTN held the finals of the first Heroes of Change event at the Accra International Conference Center. Just to give you some context, there were 600 entries submitted under various categories like education, health, social protection, community crusader, economic empowerment, and the environment. And the idea was this. We wanted to find out individuals who were doing things that were touching the lives of people. And it was just amazing the kind of entries that came. And so it was whittled down to 100 and then to 30 and then the final 20 out of which um, there were six winners selected. Now the grand, each of the five finalists for the various categories won a prize of 10,000 Ghana CDs. Now the overall prize winner took home 50,000 Ghana CDs. Tonight is here with us to share the amazing story of the Graf Foundation and what his motivation was for giving up everything to just support the rural poor with plastic surgery. Kwame, welcome to Springboard. Thank you. It's just a blessing to have you in the studio. I feel like I'm sitting with royalty. <laughs> Thank you very much. So let's 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 walk this journey. I mean, I, I know our listeners want me to go straight to the fifty thousand, but let's start with your aspirations when you were growing up. Did you always want to be a doctor? Yes. The first desire to be a doctor was ingrained in me by my big brother. He's late now. Now, when I went to Form 1, 1974, his first visit, he brought the graduation picture of his friend. He's the um, Dr. Bar in Tema, the Women's Hospital. That was the time he graduated. So he showed me the picture, and I said, if you take medicine to wear this akapi, I must wear some. Wow. So since then, being a doctor has been on my mind. Till I eventually became a doctor. The power of a picture. Tell me, what, where were you? Where were you then? Form one. Yeah, form one. What school? Jamna Kenten Secondary School in Offenso. Jamna Kenten Secondary School. One would presume that this will be a typical Ivy League um, SHS institution, but it's just an amazing story that you tell. You started from Jamna Akenten yes. SHS, and no, then no, here, not SHS. Well, that at, at that time it was, it was secondary school. <laughs> And then here we are today, right? And so you, of course, naturally went on to do science, yes, to realize a dream of becoming a doctor. Yeah. Walk us through your secondary school and your experiences on your journey to becoming a doctor. Uh, um, I didn't finish at Jamaica in the secondary school, I spent only two years there. So, my form three, I went to Tema Secondary School and had my sixth form at Presec. And from Presec, I went to um. KNUST, School of Medical Sciences. Let's talk about Let's talk about plastic surgery. Where 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 did you get the um the inspiration to specialize in plastic surgery? It took me a very long time to decide which area I wanted to specialize. Initially I wanted to be a physician and research into malaria, but I didn't find medicine uh good enough for me because I'm not a type who can keep so many facts. I'm a quantitative. I like mathematics. So I realized that surgery would be good for me. And in surgery too, I didn't like much repetitive work. I want something that is more challenging. So I had the opportunity to work with uh, an NGO from Holland called Interplus Holland. They are also plastic surgeons. And in Aquatia, where we had one of the surgeries, somebody fell from a tractor and divided the main blood vessels that supply blood to the lower limb, that's the leg. And 
he was there within uh, hours of the injury and they managed to repair this vessel and the guy's limb was restored. So I said, wow, this will be very life-saving. So I decided to uh, venture into plastic surgery. So in, in terms of specialization, what happened next? Where, 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 where did you go? Where did you do your... Where did you go to specialize? Yeah, <clears throat> I specialized in Ghana. Uh, in, two, in the year 2000, I enrolled at a postgraduate training under the West African College of Surgeons in Kolebu. And I finished in 2008. So I did all in Ghana here. But I had bits and pieces from other countries. I did some attachment in Taiwan under one professor Fu Chang-wei for microsurgery. I was there for three months. And then I also spent, uh, I think, eight weeks for a course in Glasgow. They do an annual course in microsurgery. I was also there. And then I spent six weeks following the invitation of the um, UK Plastic Surgery Association their secretary, or I think the then secretary, yes, invited me to be an observer fellowship. So I had the opportunity to understudy some of the brilliant surgeons, especially in cleflick and palate repair. He is uh, Mr. Brian Samalad. He used to work at Great Ormond Street Hospital for Children. He's now retired. So I, I did a lot of understudying from him. Would you call that your favorite area, your area of specialization? Is, is, that, is that the thing that you, you do best? Well, I've um, seen some pictures of that kind of surgery, and, and it's quite remarkable. I think that on the night of the final, yes. the before and after pictures were yes. um, cleft and palate repair, if I'm not wrong. Yes. One of them. It's one of my interesting areas, but I also like hand surgery because I did a lot of hand surgery, especially trauma, fresh trauma injuries in hand. Right. And so let's, you work with the 37 military hospital. Yes. Give us an idea about how you got into the 37 military hospital. This was way back in the 90s. I graduated 89. And I spent two years outside. Because as at the time that we graduated, it took very long time to put you on the, on the payroll. And I had no one to support me. People are rather looking for, for help from me. So I had to be away for to make a little work so that I could buy some clothing and a few things before I started my house job. So I eventually started a house job in 1992, and I decided to be in 37. I remember very well that there was a military man in my village who used to talk a lot about 37 when I was growing up. So I decided to spend time there. And at the same time, too, my wife, too, was living in Accra, so it was more convenient for me to be in Accra, and I chose to work at 37. Right. And so you were, you were, you were practicing general practice, yeah. I mean, at, at 37? Yes. When, so you went on to specialize, and you came back to 37? Yes, sir. It is on record that you founded the plastic surgery unit. Give us an idea about how that happened. Before, before I started plastic surgery, there have not been a resident plastic surgeon at 37. So it was more obvious that I have to start it. Otherwise, I will not, I will not be able to practice there. So I was 
um, happy or not happy, but I was. Uh, since you are a pioneer, you must set the ball rolling. So I had the opportunity. That's a, uh, for a better word. I had the opportunity to start a plastic surgery unit at a military hospital. What year was that? That is 2008. Right. So you have how many plastic surgeons in 37 now? I'm the only one. Do we have a lot of plastic surgeons in the country? In the country, we are eight. Eight? Yes. That's an average of... <laughs> One for every eight, eight, eight million. Three million? Oh, no, three million, yes. Wow. Hmm. Does, it, does it come with a lot of pressure? Yes. Yes, especially when you are alone. Even places where there are about three or four, it's a lot of work. Because we see a lot of injuries, bans, in addition to other problems that we may describe as elective. Though they come and then you plan them, but most of the work come as emergencies. Right. So it's very, very challenging, especially when you are alone. I want, I want us to get into the minds of the patients that you see. I mean, for those who've seen the pictures that we posted on Facebook a couple of hours ago, the question they're asking is, but these are very, very serious. And I was... I, I, I posted the, the, the fact that those were, if I may call them, most decent ones among the lot because some of the, some of the bands were a bit too brutal to put on social media. But what goes on in the minds of these people that you work with or these patients that you get to see? Um, most of them are traumatized. They have a lot of social implications. Some of them, if you don't get any help, I may say they'll be outcasts. I remember one child who nearly lost his life because the people in the community have put in the minds of their parents that it is a, a, case, a case child and therefore he does not have to deserve to live. Fortunately, we met this child and it was a feeding problem. So we admitted him in the nearest hospital where we saw him for about three weeks. Uh, discussed with the hospital and he was put on feeding formula and he gained weight at the right time we operated him. There are also some people like the guy with scrotal filariasis that's a huge scrotum. The wife left him because his, uh, his male genital has disappeared and he couldn't perform as a husband so the wife left him. And when we did a surgery he told he called the wife that oh now he's okay and restoration he, he was restored. <laughs> there are others too because of their deformities and any women they approach they won't agree. And there was one guy who was twenty four years had never been to school because of his problem. Right. So I think uh, having restored them was a big hope for them that now they can lead a new life. That's why you call it life life saving yeah, surgery, life saving. Yeah. right? So there are cultural implications, social, okay. educational, and family implications yeah. for these patients. Let's talk about the after aftermath of these surgeries. Do you do you get to see some of the patients maybe a year after, two years after the surgery, and what's the reaction? Well, we we started only just last year, but before the ones I've been doing in my normal practice, they are very happy. Because, like some of the children, they hold on till they are they have their surgery because before they are named, they hide them in their homes. 
Some of them don't bring them out at all. So it is very exciting when you see the 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 smiles on the mothers' faces. I first observed this when uh, I joined one NGO to work in Congo about three years ago. And there, from the operating room to the recovery room, you can easily go there, and it was fantastic. The mothers were so excited. You can really see from, from their heart that they were very, very happy because their hopes were all gone. People looked down on them, and having done that was a very big uh, change for them. 21 minutes past the hour of 7 and if you just joined us this is your virtual university. Springboard is the name of the program and my guest Dr. Kwame Abrokwa Yinchura he's the MTN Hero of Change I mean the, 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 the grand prize winner of the MTN Hero of, Heroes of Change um, experience or event and we are hanging out with him trying to find out what is the motivation and the journey that he has travelled so far. If you have questions for him you can send them on Facebook dot com forward slash legacy dot legacy or post it on my facebook page and we'll be asking kwame your questions so he can share his thoughts with us if you also are picking up any lessons that um you, you've gleaned you can send them to us as we compile what you want to call our 10 commandments of kwame a broker in show we're sharing them at the end of the show just just gleaning some thoughts from him that we can use to uh, to help us all become the best that we can be let's talk about the graft foundation kwame that's the NGO that you founded, what's, what was the motivation for this? <clears throat> First, let me explain what Graph Foundation was about. It's an acronym G-R-A-F-T, which I coined from the work we do. We do a lot of skin grafting, so I call that, coin that word. It's the Ghana Reconstruction of Trauma and Anomaly Fund, Graph Foundation. Oh. Now, Graph Foundation was found because of the enormous challenges facing uh, we Ghanaians as a whole, I mean, considering just eight plastic surgeons limited to Kumasi and Accra, four in Kumasi, four in Accra, three in uh, Kolibu and myself in 37, was not adequate. So I decided that we should also reach out to the people in the rural areas because some of them don't even know these services exist and they have lived in superstition and all sort of things. So. I felt that one way of contributing to our nation building is to reach out to these people out there. And so you set it up primarily to provide surgery for the rural poor? Yes, for free. Right. Not only rural poor, but some are in the regional capitals, even some in the capitals as well. Basically, people who cannot afford surgery. Yes, who cannot afford surgery. So what the foundation does is to give them a chance to live out their dreams. Exactly. How long have you been, been working? Uh, Grand Foundation was registered with Registrar General 2009 <laughs> and it stayed in my my vision was in my head because I couldn't combine the running the NGO with my regular duty so fortunately one pastor introduced me to a young man Mr. Brennan Anani who has been the main uh, agent running this uh, NGO so he organize whatever we do and then I just present myself to do the surgery. Right. We hold meetings and direct him what he should do and he carry on the mission. So the turning point was finding the right partner exactly. to, to do the to be your legs as it were. Exactly. <laughs> to run uh, with the message. Right. Right. <laughs> and so you started actively practicing or, or working 
last year. Last year, right. We we start brainstorming that is doing the thinking and paperwork and what we will do two thousand and twelve. So we had our first surgery June last year right. in Tamale Teaching Hospital. And then we followed it up in December at uh, Ifiankwanta Regional Hospital. Let's talk about the Tamale mission. Um, what, um, how many people did you get to see in all? We saw over 200. And then out of the 200, we selected 60 to operate them. And we were able to operate uh, 43. Walk us through the, the process. So you mobilized how, how many people in your team? We are about 12. Right. Yes. So what we do, the main work by mobilizing the uh, the people we operate is through the media, through handbills, through posters. And the media has been very, very helpful. So radio announcement, TV uh, announcements. And when our clients here, they register at various district hospital or hospital near them, and then we collate this information. And we go there and review all of them. And then some will be fit because maybe their health will not be able to sustain the surgery. Some too, they are not old enough for the surgery. And all. So when we get the right people who want to choose, then we select some of them. And on the D-Day, we group them in the hospital where we are going to operate them. And we arrange to get them transported to the center and we find accommodation for them at our own cost and we feed them for all the period with their those who accompany them and then get our logistics and other things we need and do the surgeries. Let me ask you, what's your motivation for this? You know, <clears throat> if you are the firstborn of your parents, you carry a lot of responsibility and I was fortunate to be born in Independence year, 1957. So I see it, we are the firstborns of Ghana. And therefore, we have a big challenge to make sure that the country do well. Right. And one of the ways I can help is in my field. And secondly, if God has given me these skills... I mean, there are, there are so many ways you can help people, not just only money, but at least sharing your skill with others so that it can change their lives. So you see yourself as doing national service? Lifelong national service? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> 27 minutes past the hour of seven, my guest, Kwame Abrokwa Yintra. He's a medical practitioner and a plastic surgeon at the 37 Military Hospital. He founded a Graph Foundation too create opportunity for people who could not afford his services and it has risen or his work has come to the fore and made him win the award as the uh, the overall prize winner of the MTN Heroes of Change and I'm finding out from him what what has driven him to do the things he's doing and what is next for the Graph Foundation but let me find out so the 43 people that you worked with at Tamale are you in touch with them? Yes we, we normally keep Collect their telephone numbers. Initially, after the after the surgery, we visit them to see how the wounds are doing, and then we go there again and make sure that everything is okay. Those who have complications, we advise the nearest hospital to support them until things get better, and uh, we keep 
talking to them to see how they are doing. Let's talk about Ifia Quanta, the, the, the Western and Central Regional Mission. Yeah. How did that go? That was fantastic. And it was an opportune time, especially when we were doing the recruitment. That is when we saw this uh, nine-month-old baby who had cleft lip and palate, and virtually he was at the point of death. Now, uh, cleft's problem pose feeding challenges. Right. But if you get the right uh, coaching or tuition, you'll be able to feed this child adequately. But this child, because of the superstition and what the neighbors were saying, the mother even felt uh, uncomfortable to bring this child out. So he was being more or less starved to death. And fortunately, when she heard that we were coming, he presented this child and it was fantastic and there have been many problems like that there was one boy who had just simple extra digit more uh, fingers than normal both hands and feet and the grandfather felt he is not a, a i mean it's a taboo to have such a child in the family and he he was meant to die but the, it didn't happen he was about i think 10 years or 8 to 10 years or so and we did a surgery and it was excellent so there have been stories like that though we've been reading and hearing on them we saw it with our very eyes it's, they are all true whatever we hear concerning children with various deformities people think they don't deserve to die that um, taboo or superstition still persists but these are all developmental anomalies that anybody can have once we have solutions to them there's no point trying to end the lives of these people i think those who are hearing us must bring them out later we'll give our contact number so that you call us if someone has this problem and then we arrange and have this person treated let's talk about funding where do you find the money to do the things you do big 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 question <laughs> if i initially uh, we had to hire two people, two ladies, to go around with sponsorship letters. But we combed the Accra and we had very, very, very little. So, few sponsors came here and there, and eventually we were able to do that one. And our second one, because we did the first one, we had some support. And now we've been getting calls. People call us, so how can we help and all that. So initially it was challenging, but now people are getting to know us. And once MTN has made us heroes, I believe that it is going to improve. Right. Um, I, I believe that the, the light that has been thrown can never be dimmed. And we celebrate you here also on the virtual university. We believe that you are doing something absolutely phenomenal. And we trust that it would throw further light on your work and open up um, new opportunities for resource resource and funding for, for your work. Um, Joseph Edusa is asking on, on Facebook how he can, as an individual, support your work. Um, so for anyone else listening out there who wants to donate to the Graph Foundation, I'm sure that it will be beautiful for individuals to say, listen, I, I just believe so much in what you're doing. I want to contribute my portion, my widow's might. How did they do it? 
Yes. We have a bank account with Ghana Commercial Bank, Osu Branch. And if you are listening to me, please take your uh, a paper and pen or pencil, or you can even put it on your mobile phone. The number is 114-113-000-9080. I repeat, 114-113-000-9080. Right. So we'll post these details on our Facebook page um, so that you can you can connect to these details. It's just important that everyone gets a chance to be a part of this this amazing experience. And I'm also going to ask you to give us a number that people can call because sometimes banking issues can be. But if somebody wanted to give and they, they wanted somebody to pick up those two ladies that you hired who went around and came back empty-handed, <laughs> if they could go out again, this time after the flood, they would be... <laughs> okay. yes. so, Our office number two is 020-466-400. Right. So we'll be, we'll, be, we'll be getting those details from you again as the program goes on, but we would like people to take advantage of the opportunity to be part of this amazing experience. Just that little contribution and knowing that it would save somebody's life is really, really meaningful. Let's talk about the Heroes of Change. So how did you hear about Heroes of Change? Well, I did not hear of it until the organizers called me that I've been, I've been nominated on this Heroes of Change uh, program. And uh, apparently I got to know that one lady, Noella, uh, Noella, she was one of our volunteers we met in Tamale. She nominated me. I never knew about this program until I was nominated. Wow. So you were going about your regular work and probably looking for funding and not finding it. And then somebody sees your good work and and then puts in a nomination for you. And so when you're called, what went through your mind? Did you think you would win? Well, initially I was very, I was very stubborn because one of the organizers asked me for my pictures. I said, you, I don't know you. And, you know, giving our pictures is not very, very safe. But if you want pictures, Go to our website. You can you find my picture there. So when later I got to know it was something real, I then voluntarily gave out <laughs> my picture. <laughs> so it, it speaks of somebody who didn't think you were even likely to win. No, I, di- I didn't know I was going to win. But later on, when I started watching the uh, the, vi- the clips that various uh, nominees had been putting, I said, "Well, this one we stand a chance." So you and began to believe? Yeah, I began to believe. Right. Did you watch the day your own clip was being played? Yes, I watched it. T- share emotion emotion with us. Um, it was... I was. It was exciting to see our work being shown for the general public to see what we were doing. And also, the smiles that we put on people's faces, it was so re- rewarding, reassuring. 
did you find people calling you to say, oh, wow? Yes. Yeah, a lot of my friends. I think my phone got jammed. Wow. <laughs> Text messages, WhatsApp, phone calls. Some I didn't even see. They came as missed calls. Later, that I called them and welcome, uh, calling me to. Even the calls continue to come. Right. And so let's let's talk about the night itself. Last Friday night, hmm. you were sitting in the program, not knowing that you were a, a chosen. You were a winner. Yes. So as, as they started calling the categories, let me ask you a question. When they called the health category and you didn't win it, what went through your mind? Well, in fact, I thought that it was over because I didn't count whether the other six have been counted. But when uh, later on I heard there was the grant one was cancelled, what? If the health one they mentioned does not come so close to the work I did, then definitely I'll be... That would be the number one choice. So when he mentioned one out of eight, I knew it was me. How did you feel? It was, in fact, in which I was humbled. Wow. Because I had seen other nominees who were disabled. And in fact, Ghana, we are so sympathetic about disabled people. And if I'm going to compete with these disabled, then... <laughs> I have no place. But after the grand prize was coming up and two disabled had been shown as a well, then today is our day. And when the ultimate name came up, I was overjoyed. 22 minutes to the hour of 8 o'clock. If you just joined us, this is the voice of Kwame Abroka Yintra. He's a plastic surgeon, the founder of the Graft Foundation and the overall winner you know, of the MTN Heroes of Change award and he was given 50,000 Ghana cities and Kwame, what will you do with that? Now our challenges are equipments and instruments so I'll invest this money into getting equipment so that we can do continue to do the work we are doing. Now we are not even able to do the people we select because the cases take long. Some can be as long as 10 hours, can be as short as one hour. And we need a bigger team so that we can do more. And a bigger team call for our own equipment. And this equipment range from portable anesthesia machine, we need a standby oxygen generator, we need monitors that make us know that the people we are operating, how their conditions are, in addition into operating instruments and then also we need disposable items like the gowns drapes because if we are doing so large number of cases at a time it's not advisable to recycle the the things that you use so if we get disposable items to help us so these are the things that we need but this money is not enough to do all this and i believe that those who are hearing us will come to Macedonia and help us. How much money do you need? If somebody, met, the, if somebody the, met you on the lift and said, Kwame, now, just, just let me just underwrite your budget for a year, how okay. much? All the equipments and things we need is about $450,000. We also need a cross-country vehicle because the place we go, we've been supported by Ghana Health Service, but there are times the vehicle are meant for other things. And we've been stranded in both uh, missions we've had in 
Tamale and Ifiankwanda. So if we get our own um, cross-country vehicle, it will help us a lot. Right now also, we are operating from virtual office, and we need uh, an office. If someone out there will voluntarily give us an office space, we'll be very, very happy. I like the smile on your face. <laughs> 20 minutes to the hour of 8 o'clock, if you just tuned, I'm going to give you a chance to, to, call, to call into the show and talk to Kwame and, and then tell us what you have learned, um, apart from congratulating him for his work, if you want to do so. You also want to tell us what, have, what you have learned from the experience. At the end of this show, I'm going to give you what I call the Ten Commandments of Kwame Abroka Yintra, the lessons I've learned from listening to this amazing story of somebody who has defied the odds and... Defied the odds and invested his life in helping other people. And so I'm going to open the phone lines. And before that, there is a, a message from Kofi Banfo on Facebook who says, Congratulations, Doctor. You are an inspiration. God bless you indeed. I gave out a Bible verse about a corn of wheat. Unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, the bites alone. It was John 12, 24. And the winner is Ebenezer Lai. So Ebenezer will get in touch with you. And you will get your copy of the MP3 collection from Springboard um, 2014. Um, Nana Akutu IV says, Reverend Albert, I would like to ask doctor if completing a degree in nursing, I can further go on to become a doctor. So maybe you want to answer that question before we go on to the phone yes, lines. Uh, I think this one, he has to contact the various medical schools. You can speak to uh, get that information from University of Ghana Medical School, KNUST Medical School, Cape Coast University have a medical school. Tanajiji also also has a medical school. All right. And so the phone lines are open 030-2216-541. Call into the show, talk to Kwame, share your thoughts with him. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Your name and where are you calling from, please? Please, my name is Sofa and I'm a nice at Kolewu. I work with uh, Dr. Braqua at Snake Hospital and he's a very meticulous man very good with his work and focus and I want to congratulate him for winning the MCM Heroes of Change. Isn't that sweet? Tell me, so what, apart from being meticulous, what one thing would you say you have learned from him? I know he's a very kind-hearted man who there are a lot of doctors who do things and then when it gets to the end, something they can ignore, they will easily go leave it and go but he will make sure he gets a fine finishing as a plastic surgeon i think that's one thing i like about him thank you very much and so the number to call zero three zero two two one six five four one hello good evening hello good evening all right if you want to talk to Kwame, just call into the show let's talk hello good evening hello good evening your name where are you calling from please hello all right, I'm having a few technical challenges. 030-2216-541. Call into the show, let's talk. If you want to share some thoughts with Kwame, call into the show, let's talk. She, she described you as meticulous. Is it a mat- mathematical thing or what? Hello, good evening. Yeah, uh, may I congratulate the doctor on your program? His name is Kwame. Uh, Mr. Kwame. Yes. Uh, God bless you and give you long life. Amen. We have these sort of people in this country who don't always talk about money, money, money before they save people's life. I think Ghana would be a good place to live. God bless you. 
Thank you very much. You didn't tell us your name, but you are congratulating Kwame for what he's doing. All right. Hello. Good evening. Hello. Your name and where are you calling from, please? Well, my name is Kwe Teko. I'm calling from East Airport. Kwe, please um, share your thoughts with Kwame in the studio tonight. Yes. Uh, I want to say that uh, I saw uh, an advert he did on the television some time back, I think barely six weeks. So I managed to get the account number. I paid money into an account that they prescribe on the television, but I have not checked whether it's gone through. Secondly, uh, I think the pictures you showed on the program was very touching. And I was touched by the 24 years he said he has never been to school because of that. Uh, they did it from the Western region, I think, Fiaconta, and it was okay. In fact, it moved me with a small boy, I think a eight or nine month baby also that they did a cliff pallet, uh, I think, correction or reconstruction for. I have a place at Abekan, number three. I don't know if you accept it for an office or something. Wow. That also be there, which uh, I think uh, it is up to, or uh, for his perusal, let me put it that way, then he can decide. Quay, you, um, Quay, oh, we will, we will, we will get in touch off air and and then get get your details so that you can we can work this up. But Kwame, whilst we still have Quay on the line, give me that number again, the number for the foundation. Yes, um, and uh, I want to know what is hello. grass actually. I just came in. Hello, I just came in and I heard then I called in. But the graph is it the full name, the grass foundation, or is an abbreviation? Both. It's Graft Foundation because they do a lot of grafting, but he also has named it. Go back again, Ghana. Ghana Reconstruction of Trauma and Anomaly Fund. That's Graft. Right. How's so, Graft sound? Oh, so it's okay. also an acronym as well. Okay, so that's an acronym. Right. All right. Okay. Right. All right. So, um, come and give us the number again for those seeking to. The number is zero two zero four six six four zero zero zero. Zero two zero four six six four zero zero zero. Right, right. So we'll talk to you, um, Zakwe, off air, and then, and then, complete this. But come how, how do you feel about this opportunity? Wonderful, 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 wonderful. Right. Let's 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 have some more callers coming in. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Your name? Where are you um, calling from, please? Yeah, good evening, Albert. My name is Matthias, and I'm calling from Santa Maria. Matthias, um, share your thoughts with us. Well, I'm very moved and uh, happy with what uh, Dr. Kwame has been able to achieve and uh, more importantly to thank um, MTN for highlighting his achievement through the award. Uh, Moving forward, uh, I just want to crave the indulgence of the MTN that with the market share they have in this country, 50,000 is a peanut. They should sign a check of four hundred thousand dollars for Dr. Kwame to purchase his equipment and do better job for this country. It should not be anything difficult. They should just do that. And for Dr. Kwame, God will bless you for the effort you put in your dedication to country. You could have been outside there also making the money, sending dollars to your relations back home, but you choose to serve your generation. God bless you. 
Thank you very much. And I would like to add my voice to yours to congratulate MTN. They have done their part. And if everybody else does their part, this can become a reality. And I think it's just absolutely fantastic that we can celebrate what corporate Ghana can do by itself. Let's have a couple of more calls. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Your name, where are you calling from, please? My name is Albert. I'm calling from Chesterfield East. Albert, and, um, share your yes. thoughts with Kwame. I would like to congratulate um, Dr. Yenchi. Yenchra, Abroka Yenchra. Yenchra, Abroka Yenchra. Dr. Abroka, I would like to congratulate you and uh, say well done for the great work that you are doing for Mother Ghana. I think um, you're making a great difference in the lives of these people that you are, you know, helping to gain back their, their, their health and also, you know, get their dreams fulfilled. And I think you need a great um, support. So uh, I would like to take this opportunity to, to, to plead to the companies and the, you know, corporate Ghana to really come to your aid because you are doing a great job. So God bless you for the great work you're doing. And uh, I hope that you are able to get the $150,000 that you need to buy all the equipment that you need for your work. God bless you and well done for the great work and also well done for winning the video section. Thank you very much. I'm going to take a few more calls, but let me remind. Um, let me ask Mr. Akwe, Mr. Akwe, who called and promised to support the foundation. Please call our hotline um, right now: zero five four four three one five one six five. We would like to confirm your details so that um, Doctor can talk to you right after the program. So call the hotline, Mr. Akwe. Please call the hotline: zero five four four three one five one six five. All right. So let's talk. Hello. Good evening. Good Your name, where are you calling from, please? I'm Gardner. Pardon? Gardner. Gardner? Yes. Right. Your thoughts about Kwame's work? I just want to congratulate Dr. Kwame. He's been an inspiration to most of us. He's done very well. And my word to him is that he should not be discouraged. Whatever he does, he should continue to save lives. And we know God is going to reward him. Help her started coming. He's just fight for it, and God will richly bless him. We are proud of him. He's a Ghanaian, and Ghanaians are proud of him. Thank you very much. Dog, congratulations. Thank you. Wow. Thank you very much. So, Kwame, the word to you is that don't don't get this. Do you sometimes feel discouraged a bit? Do you sometimes feel discouraged? Not really, because when when you have an objective, a vision. Definitely, there will be some obstacles, hindrances, but that should rather encourage you to move ahead instead of trying to uh, limit yourself to the challenges that you have faced. Otherwise, you drop, you drop out. Right. Emmanuel is is, son, is Sander writing on Facebook says, "Great work, illustrious son of Ghana. God bless you." Daniel Obek who says, "Great work. Kudos to him and the Grad Foundation." Nadine Suaibo says, "Worth celebrating. May God bless your heart for reaching out to the rural poor." Kofi Banfu says, "I sense humility and a desire to make the lives of the patients better." In the answers of Dr. Brokwa, Emmanuel Ose Wusu says, "God bless this gentleman, Dr. Kwame Brokwa." Mani Bedu on writing on Facebook says, "Whoa, top man. God bless him." I will take a few more calls. Hello, good evening. Yeah, good evening. Your name, where are you calling from? I'm Sam, calling from Accra. Sam, your I thoughts? Like I'm Sam, calling from Accra. Sam, go ahead and share your thoughts about Kwame's week. Yes, I would like to uh, congratulate Dr. Kwame for his achievement. Uh, actually, personally, I have a vision like that. 
So I try applying to some medical school after my PhD. But all that they continue to tell me two medical schools in Ghana they told me they don't take grown ups. I told them my age that I'm not very old. But they refused to take me. So I personally decided to forget and just focus to work. But I hope maybe by the grace of God I want to have a medical treatment. Uh, program or something in the future. If God make a way, indeed God will make a way. As you as you continue, you will find some way to reach people and and, and make your dream come true. Let me take a couple more calls. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Okay, let me take the last call. Hello, zero zero three zero two two one six five four one. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Yes. Your name or where you calling yes. from, please? My name is Becky Naughty. I'm calling from Fashiman. Becky Naughty, you're, you're, you're the final caller. Give us your thoughts on Dr. Kwame's work. Okay. Doctor, I want to congratulate you for the good work done for Ghana as a whole. First of all, there were two points that he made. He said when he had his name mentioned, the word that he used was he was humbled. Humility, I believe that a way for all of us to learn from. Because when you are humble, God will just raise you up. And the second thing that I've learned from him was that he never gave up. Right. Everything that he did, he was just striving on. He never gave up with anything that he wanted to do for the nation Ghana as a whole. So I believe that all of us need to learn from him. That anything that we do, we should never give up. We should just hold on. At the end right. of the tunnel, we believe that success will be ours. So once again, I want to say, Dr. Dr. we are very proud of you, and we say that move on. And we believe that the little that we also have, we can also help in doing this job that you are doing. God richly bless you. Amen. And you are our final caller. It's five minutes to the hour of eight o'clock on Springboard, your virtual university. And as we draw this, we bring down the curtain on this amazing experience and an amazing discussion with Kwame Abrokwa Yintra. What are the Ten Commandments? Lessons I've learned from his life and story. Kwame, this, this, this is, these are your thoughts or these are the lessons that looking at you, I have learned. Number one, the power of a picture. The power of a picture. Both your desire to become a doctor and and your desire to even work at 37 military hospital were informed by a picture that was painted in your mind. And so for anyone who has children, the picture you paint could determine what your children could become. Paint the right pictures and they will become great. Number two, keep moving forward. You talk about your education and the fact that you have to keep adding value to yourself, always taking a step forward. You talk about Congo. You talk about several interventions, going to understudy other people. You always kept adding value to yourself and moving forward. Number three, Leave your comfort zone. As one of eight plastic surgeons in Ghana, you did not need to become a philanthropist. And so you chose to leave the comfort of your practice to provide free reconstructive plastic surgery for needy people. And that is a mark of somebody who has left your comfort zone and you're thinking about other people. Number four is national service. You see yourself as a patriot doing lifelong national service. And that is something that is worth learning from the fifth one is support systems finding the right right partner uh, you mentioned that in spite of your busy schedule you were only able to realize your dreams because you found somebody to be your voice 
and your legs. And that is important for anyone listening out there who says, I'm busy and I can't get it done. If you get the right partner and the right support systems, you'll be able to realize your dreams. Number six, do something. Do something. Instead of complaining about the things that upset you, decide to be the change that you want to see. And so instead of complaining, you decided to be the change. And here we are celebrating your work. Number seven, humility. A number of people have mentioned that listening to you, the value that comes across is the value of humility. And that is the seventh lesson from you. The eighth lesson is that as you do your work, somebody will mention you. And it's amazing that the biggest recognition has come not from your own advertising, but from somebody who saw your work and mentioned you or nominated you for an award. And here you are as the grand prize winner. Number nine, you committed your personal resources. And so you begin a foundation and you wish that you will get big money, but it doesn't always happen that way. So you started with the little you have, and here we are. Don't wait for the big opportunity. Opportunity. Start something with the little you have, and the doors will open. What's next for the Graft Foundation? Well, Graft Foundation uh, hopes to cover at least the entire West African sub-region because the problem we have in Ghana it's worse in countries who don't have. And not every West African country has plastic surgeon. So they have more serious problems than we do. Secondly, some of the cases we treat require, I mean, uh, base hospital work. And when we bring them to where I am, I have to pay for it. So sometimes it's very difficult doing that. So our next step is to get our own hospital which you are planning to establish. Right. And so that brings me to the final point. Yes. Don't stop dreaming. And that's the 10th commandment of Kwame Abroka Yinchura. Now that he has conquered Ghana, he's thinking about Africa and he's thinking about a facility that can help people to get help when they come to receive the surgery. And so we've talked about the power of a picture. Number two, keep moving forward. Number three, leave your comfort zone. Number four, national service. Number five is support systems, finding the right partner. Number six, do something instead of complaining. Number seven is humility is a virtue. Number eight, as you do your work faithfully, somebody would mention you or recommend you. Number nine, commit your personal resources. And then number 10, don't stop dreaming. I hope that tonight, as you've listened to us, something has been ignited in your heart and you can also go out there and live out your dream. You may not be celebrated as an MTN hero of change, but one thing is certain. If you do something in your community to touch the lives of people, the world will celebrate you in one way or another. Tonight, Kwame, it's been great having you on Springboard and we wish you well. Thank you so much. Thank you too for inviting me to this, uh, this program. I think it is a very big honor. Without you, people wouldn't have heard me. I'm sure, Rana, through you, we are going to get an office. Right. If I were sitting in my home and say, well, I've won the hero change. I mean, nobody would know and that I have this problem. But right. I thank you very right. much, you and your team, right. and uh, Joy FM Station, for giving me this opportunity to express myself. I consider this as um, honoring me. So it's an honor to be here. It is indeed. It is thank indeed. And Kwame, we celebrate you on the show tonight. 
we would like to thank MTN for bringing your work to the fore as well. They celebrated you and we are just following the trail. And so if you want to speak to Kwame right now, just call this number 0544315165. And Mr. Kwe, we would like to ask you to, Mr. Kwe, we would like to ask you to call again on this particular number 0544315165. For the next 20 minutes, you can talk to Kwame directly on this number. And if you want to support his work, let's make it happen. On behalf of Comfort, Ignatius, Matthew and the entire crew on Springboard. We say God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you. Good night. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast by Albert and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert and E. Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences, and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus 233-2499-99000. You may also subscribe to www.albertokran.com, amazon.com or your favorite online bookstore for copies of our inspirational books and audiovisual materials. Until we come your way again, always remember, you are blessed indeed. Oh, 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 oh,